Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Travel and lifestyle writer Deborah Stone is back on Big Blend Radio today to talk about her adventures in historic Las Vegas. And we're not talking about Vegas and Nevada with the ding, ding, ding casino machines. We're talking about a northern New Mexico destination that has scenic beauty, rich history, eclectic architecture, and all kinds of art. Uh, lots of good film history in there, too. So I know our friend Steve Schneikert, our Hollywood historian, is going to like this story oh, yeah. for sure. Her article about her experience will be featured in the February and March issue of Parks and Travel magazine, uh, but you can go see it now on nationalparktraveling.com and have a look at some of the photos she took as well. Uh, Debbie is a regular Big Blend expert. You can hear her on Big Blend Radio and also see her stories in Big Blend Radio and TV magazine. So if you go to blendradioandtv.com, you'll see her in our expert department. But welcome back, Fire Monkey Debbie. <laughs> you know you're always going to be called the Fire Monkey from now on after, uh, you know, Bhutan. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I do know that, and, I, I, you know, I embrace it fully. So how are you, ladies? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to you. I'm so excited about your trip to near Pecos National Historical Park, which we've covered actually yes. a few months ago because one of the artists in residence, uh, Pat Flynn, went there from, uh, she escaped the hurricane of Florida and, and, and went up and stayed in Pecos. And I'm talking to her on the phone because, you know, the connections out there in the remote area, you know, it's like we were trying to get the sound right before our show. And it started snowing while I was talking to her. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, all these pronghorn came up, and it's like, wow. And, and so she's, like, you know, painting inside, looking out. It was so cool. So that area, to uh, me, nice. awesome. But besides the fire monkey thing, apparently, <laughs> after the La Posada in Santa Fe, Debbie, you're attracting ghosts again. What, what's going on with you and the ghost thing? Uh, like, is, uh, is they, it a New Mexico thing? I don't thing? know. It is. They're, they're, either they're following me or I'm following them. I don't know. But this definitely is a, a town that's got uh, a few spirits that are uh, uh, hanging around in uh, a couple of very uh, historical places. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, the, I think wherever you go where there's a lot of deep-rooted history or maybe a lot of conflict that's happened, you're going to find, um, you know, haunted haunted places and people who've experienced, uh, you know, different things, whether it's apparitions or, you know, just some sort of uh, eerie uh, feelings or movements or whatever. But uh, certainly Las Vegas definitely has uh, its share of ghosts. Mm. You know, that just means that the people who um, lived there before don't want to leave. Right. So they don't. they're That's happy true. there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame them. But I was reading in your article that what, over 900 of the buildings there are yeah. know, actually on the registered list for being National Historic you know, Registered Landmarks. I mean, that's, yes. you know, these that's historic amazing. buildings. That's a lot. Because what is, you know, I've heard of Las Vegas and I've seen, 
I actually have, you know, we have friends over in Amsterdam that photograph all these neon signs, and I think we've talked about it before with you. And I know that that's got to be one of those places where you go to photograph the old school neon signs. It's um, because of the history, and I've seen things out from, I think it's from them or someone else. But um, with that, you know, all these historic buildings, how big is the town itself? Because it seems to me like it's kind of like a nice, charming downtown or the plaza, like you say. It doesn't seem like it's the city. It's it's a small town. I mean, it really is a small town. Um, you know, the downtown area is fairly uh, compact with the historic plaza being the, the centerpiece. And actually, it is one of the, if not the largest uh, plaza, I think, in, in New Mexico. But, um, mm. it's a, you know, it's a very small city. Um, but what's interesting about it is, is that, you know, at one time, it really rivaled uh, Denver and Tucson, actually, and El Paso wow. in size because of the railroad um, which mm-hmm. came there and uh, you know at that time back in the 1880s I think it was there was you know what 6,000 people there and and that w- was a big a big town mm-hmm. you know and um, it you know a lot of people came through there whether they were celebrities they were uh, United States presidents or they were the uh, gamblers the uh, outlaws and desperados like Billy the Kid and Doc Holliday and and it seems like so cool. many people made made their way there at one time or another in the heyday of this town and then they're still making their way in there in terms of uh, the film industry Wow, that's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I know we got to talk about that. Um, just a little bit of history in the back of it, because I know you've got Pecos there, but uh, the National Historical Park, which is, I mean, you've got a mission there, and then it's on the Santa Fe Trail. Uh, you've got Native American history as well, and then you've got the Spanish coming in, um, you know, and, and so there's the Spanish coming in and the Mexicans, and it's like everybody's, I mean, this this was like... It's a party. Yeah, so <laughs> everybody's there. It's like you're at the crossroads of history of New Mexico, it, it seems like, up there. So yeah, all this, I think they yeah. all made through. Yeah, like you're yeah. saying, all these different groups made made it through at different times, and it was a, a cultural uh, crossroads, you know, starting with the Native Americans and the Spaniards that came in, and, you know, and then all the, you know, different uh, adventurers and people coming out west, and, and then you have, you know, of course, what people don't know about Pecos is that Civil War history mm-hmm. aspect of it. It was the furthest west battle, a uh, very decisive battle that occurred in uh, at Glorieta Pass. And uh, so so that whole whole park is just amazing, just amazing. But, and then you've, you've got that park, and then, so this is the gateway community. I remember also the uh, Lorenzo, the park ranger, was telling us that Las Vegas is the place to stay uh, when you go right. out there. Um, so, you know, we always like to do that connection. Um, the other interesting thing is, so you've got you've got pioneers and homesteaders and you know traders and all these people coming through on this this crossroad and railroad and um, the other part that I thought fascinating because I was we've done stories like Yarrington, Nevada had three mm-hmm. different names and they changed their name to Yarrington to attract a railroad dude and he never <laughs> he never came there but yeah. uh, the name stuck. Um, it was better than Pies and Switch, which was about a guy selling really bad whiskey and poisoning I like people. That name. <laughs> um, it was like Poison Switch, and that's how it was Pison. But getting names of, of places is always very interesting. But this is neat because there were two two towns at one time, and then they united. Right. 
Right, and actually there was the East Las Vegas, or what they called the New Town, which was where the uh, railroad was located, and that was the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railroad that uh, came through there. And then there was West Las Vegas, or what they called Old Town, and you really could tell the difference based on the architectural styles, because if you were in the Old Town, it was more adobe, it was territorial style, um, but the New Town, because they had all these these merchants and these people coming from the East Coast, they wanted uh, to accommodate their tastes for their housing styles. And so, you know, you had Victorian and Queen Anne and Colonial Revival and all these other uh, types of styles. And so it's such a funny distinction because you drive from one end to another and you'll see these architectural styles and you're like, oh, I, I must be in Newtown or, oh, I must be in Old Town. And what is interesting is they kept those two towns as East Las Vegas and West Las Vegas until the 70s. I mean, that's pretty late to keep this going. But this is the funny part about it is the two mayors from one from each side came across the Galenas Bridge in town. They shook hands. They agreed that, you know, we need to consolidate this and to make it one local government. But this didn't happen until the 70s. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah, you know, because one of them would have to go bye-bye. I know. So they had to unite. <laughs> they had to be, you know, this, so this gets into politics. And then, so, yeah, sometimes things happen, you know. <laughs> so now, but you said that there's two different fields, two, like there's two different architectural kind of, well, there's, right. there's a lot of different styles. I mean, you're talking about Victorians and colonial revivals, um, you know, the Queen Anne. I love those Queen Annes, uh, you know, the architecture oh, of, you know. They're so beautiful, and the ones with turrets and all that, you know. Um, but you said that the old town is more like, no, you're getting Adobe, dude. <laughs> like right, right, right. Cross, and it's, and it's cross, so okay, clear. So do, you, do you cross the tracks, <laughs> literally? Yes. <laughs> Does that happen? It actually, and not, not, not really. It's kind of like, well, the, all the houses on the side that are near the railroad are all that that kind of new town stuff and then the further away you get from that is when you start getting into the older old town adobe type of style so mm -hmm. it is just like it is just such an interesting dichotomy to be in this small town that has such a variance when it comes to architectural styles and then all the historical properties that are there and that people have, you know, restored or renovated or are in the process of doing. And it, you know, to me, it's fascinating. I love, I love seeing that colorful characteristics of, of history that, that, you know, are so visible in a town. Yeah. You know, and it, to me, that's the sense of place and you're keeping the history and that's, you know, when, when you have a town, especially like you're saying, Las Vegas now is, really moving to be more of a, a destination um, and growing into that. Right. And um, if they didn't have that history, it would be very, you know, it's hard to become something if, if your street is lined with Starbucks and McDonald's, you know what I mean? Um, when it's exactly. a, a place of history. So I love to see that integrity and sense of place um, in a destination. So Nancy, we have to go there because Nancy's writing this whole article series on tourism and the integrity of keeping it, well, the yeah. sense of place. Uh. So we need to go. You don't want to feel like yes. you're going to a mall and everything no. changed. Stores. No. You know, I mean, then you... Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. 
probably won't spend money or time in the city or town. Yeah. You may go to the park and outline areas, but you probably won't spend. And we need people to spend money in the towns, correct? Yes. So we don't need chains and box stores in a uh, tourism destination like No that. Starbucks in Yosemite. Thank That's you. Right. Whoopsie, no, just had we to don't say it. want it. No um, way. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's all about, and in this town, it's all about authenticity. I mean, this was Mm. and is the original Las Vegas. And so, you know, they're very proud of their history and, you know, of, and so, you know, you have local businesses, local mom and pops, local places. And, you know, I know that I, that, that is a much more enjoyable experience for me to frequent and buy and talk to people who, who are residents there and who have been living there. And, you know, they're very, like I said, they're very, very proud of, of, of their heritage, of where they live. It's mm. a cool story. I know. And, you know? And, and the other thing is when people tear down buildings, historic buildings, you, you now te- you're tearing down the ghost home, okay? That so like That's right. I'm just, I know. <laughs> but you want to walk in where the ghosts were, and you went through a lot of places where the ghosts were hanging out, and some of them are really cool. But the other thing, too, is a lot of these buildings – um, have changed roles, so they, you know, even if they went dormant for a little while, something happened, so they didn't discard of it. It's like the you seem to have some major people who own like the Plaza Hotel and the Park Plaza, <laughs> and then there's people like you know Mr. Harvey. The Harveys right. are incredible. Those, I mean, the oh. Harvey, that's a huge part of Southwest history. history. Yeah, tell everybody a little bit about you know Fred Harvey and the Harvey House Girls because. Um, yeah, there, there's no harassment in that, right? <laughs> no, no, about. no. You know, Harvey, um, you know, he established these famed Harvey houses, which were uh, basically a chain of hotels that were located kind of trackside or right near uh, the railroad for passengers of the, the railroad system that were traveling between Chicago and California. And he thought, you know, these people need some comfortable accommodations. They need some good restaurants, quick service if they're up on and off. And so he um, built these these hotels, these hospitality places, restaurants, dining cars, et cetera. And um, the idea was to uh, serve his customers. He employed these, uh, you know, young and respectable single women who were trained to be efficient. They were trained to be professional. They were called the Harvey Girls. They wore black uniforms, white starched pinafores. They lived in dorms. They had house mothers. They had curfews and strict rules. And um, it's interesting because I did a little history or a little research about the iconic Harvey girls. And they were actually born out of necessity in Raton, New Mexico, because of the fights that were breaking out between male waiters and local cowboys. Fred Harvey said that I have to shut down my lunchroom because this is this is just not working. So he sought the solution to end these types of brawls. And so um, he then started to advertise for these quote unquote respectable young women to serve his customers. And that seemed uh, to do, do the trick. And not only did he, um, he gave these women this opportunity for employment, 
which was wonderful for them. But in doing so, uh, they said that he did his part to basically civilize the Old West, which I, I really liked that expression. But you can imagine how it was, you know, these male waiters and these local cowboys and how they would come to, you know, fist fights and, and brawls and, and how, you know, the lunchroom would then be a, the scene of, you know, these big riots. So this was a solution, and it really worked. And the Harvey Girls became uh, incredibly well-known. There have been books written about them. There are, you know, videos and films, and there are museum exhibits about, you know, the Harvey Girls. And in Las Vegas, New Mexico, there are two Harvey uh, hotels. Um, one is the Montezuma and the other is La Castaneda. And uh, they, one of them is, is now being renovated um, into, a, into a more boutique hotel. And the other became a college. Um, but, but the architecture of both of these is so intact. And, um, you know, you feel like you really are back then when these Harvey girls were there. And you can picture as you're walking through how, how this would, would be back then that's really cool that is that's you know and you get a feeling like you really went somewhere special that mm-hmm. way yeah now the montezuma hotel resort i'd like to stay there mm-hmm. i would want to stay like when billy the kid and doc holiday and the dodge city <laughs> gang were there yeah that's you know i want to know so to me yeah you know we have a special song for you now because of all of these dudes you know but these of so course a lot of these buildings did change over i mean that was the main the main thing you know but um, you know, the main resort, was it like really one of the first luxurious resorts in the area, right? Yeah, it was his first luxury resort hotel. And it was, mm. um, you know, designed by these well-known Chicago architects. It was this Queen Anne masterpiece that had a mm. turret, the grand ballroom, a casino, billiards, you know, bowling alley, la, la, la. It also was a place of uh, health restoration. There were hot springs, and they still are right there. And so a lot of um, patients with tuberculosis came. Um, they, the air, the water was, was really good for them. Um, so, you know, lots of people came. And once again, it was your Teddy Roosevelt, your Grant, your Sherman, your even Emperor Hirohito. Mm-hmm. You know, all these different people came through there. But what is interesting is that resort really burnt down. I mean, not once but twice, and then it Uh-oh. was rebuilt several times at the railroad's expense. Um, and what happened is, is eventually it, it became, uh, it, it just couldn't make it make a go of it. And then the rail, when the railroad left town and, and moved further south, it, there was a, a problem there as well. But then it became, you know, all these different things. It was a YMCA, it was a Baptist college, it was a, a seminary. And then wow. in 1981, Armin Hammer purchased it and established the United World College of the American West, which is the only uh, campus for the United States for this particular college. I think there's 17 of these institutions around the world. So you've got, it's, it's, it's basically a college preparatory program. You've got students coming from all these different countries around the world, and uh, it's a very rigorous two-year type of, of, of program. So you're looking at students mm-hmm. that are basically 15 or 16, 17, 18 kind of thing. And, um, you know, when I was on the campus, when I was at the, the castle and walking around, you could see students from all these different countries around the world. So it's, it's they really focus on fostering, uh, you know, greater cultural understanding by, by doing this. That's so cool, and they're probably doing their exams. All those mm-hmm. ghosts are like walking around and helping them answer questions. <laughs> all those famous people are like, no, 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 that's not it. Yeah, <laughs> it's this one over here. 
And but isn't the building also um, one of America's treasures? Um, yes, which was it, it uh, is. Wow. So that's it is a cultural. It, I think it's one of the the um, is the White House Millennium Council. I think they designated one of Americans America's treasures. I think it's the first property west of the Mississippi to get this uh, designation. They they invested I think you know tens of million a million dollars and ten million dollars into restoring the building and it's it's really won awards. It's a gorgeous gorgeous uh, building. I do need to point out that. The best way for people to tour Las Vegas, I think, is with mm. somebody who knows the history yes. and who can, mm-hmm. can really guide you. And there's one woman in town who's doing this. Her name is Kathy Hendrickson, and she has a company that's called Southwest Detours. And she has really embraced the, uh, the town's history and is such a thorough and knowledgeable guide and will take you to these places and really, you know, give you a thorough explanation of, of the history of the property property of what it's used for now what's happening with it who was there who were the the players uh in town it's it, she's she's remarkable so when i was at the the castle she was telling us all these she was telling these really interesting tales and you were mentioning about it being haunted and there's supposedly some opera diva that threw herself off of the turret uh years ago and no so way. people particularly singing rapunzel say that they Sorry. <laughs> that, yes, exactly. But they they say they can hear her voice, you know, singing these arias, you know, in, in that part of the building, which is really oh, interesting. Dude. And then the other haunting <laughs> thing is is that the castle was in such a state of disrepair for a number of years that Hollywood uh, found it, and they thought it looked like the most perfect place for their horror movie, The Evil. Oh, I love that. See, that's what I'm talking about. Some of these Uh Hollywood, uh, you know, we want to get into that, too. I just wanted to, I know, I want to keep with with also the Harvey, you know, uh, Fred Harvey story, because um, also La Castaneda Hotel, Castaneda, am I saying this right or wrong here? It's uh, it's La Castaneda. Okay, yeah. And so you said this is a mission revival style uh, hotel. Yeah, and it's beautiful, and it was, uh, I think, late 1800s, near 1900, and it uh, was one of the earliest properties uh, to be constructed in that particular style, and it is uh, really very famous in his chain of hotels, but it was also in you know great disrepair until it's been bought by this man named Alan Afelt, who actually uh, is from Arizona, and he actually owns La Posada in Winslow, which I know you gals know about. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also now owns the the uh, Plaza Hotel in Las Vegas, but he has big plans for it, and he wants to bring it back, you know, to its wonderful fame and uh, open a uh, 20-room boutique hotel and in the next uh, couple of years. And so we went... Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. 
inside and uh, looked around, and you can see so much of the original. Uh, the construction is there, and and the uh, the stamped tin ceilings are there, and he wants to use as many of the original fixtures as he can, and also some of the equipment to retain once again that authentic feel or vibe mm. to the place. So it's very exciting, and uh, the whole town is very, I think, reinvigorated with. Uh, this uh, project because it's it's such a treasure trove of of history. It's exciting, and I love it when people you know keep these buildings. Again, you know, mm-hmm. we were saying I think that's such a that is a treasure. You know, when when you know you have these places be restored and people can you know walk in and see it, and it's nice that you get to go there with with the tour that you took. Um, the other one, um, so he owns the Old Town Plaza, and he also owns uh, the Plaza the actual Plaza um, Hotel, right? He owns the Plaza Hotel, which is at the Old Town Plaza, which is basically the plaza. So he owns the Plaza Hotel and La Castaneda, as well as uh, La Posada. And uh, the Plaza Hotel is is like a, is truly this. They call it the Belle of the Southwest. It's one of the the premier places to stay in town. It's it's a, a first class establishment. It's uh, I think it was built in the 1880s. Um, it's this grand Victorian facade. Um, you know, it's quite the quite the impressive place, and uh, there, the there, there now are these the rooms that are there have some of them have these like names uh, right next to the the doors, and you find out that certain famous people have stayed there, including like Michelle Obama and Tommy Lee Jones and Woody Harrelson because of the filming that has gone on in Las Vegas, as well as just the celebrities that have come through. Uh, and so it's, you know, once again, you can walk around and go, oh, cool. He stayed there. She stayed there. You know? Cool. Cool. <laughs> we like and, it. Uh, okay. Wait, no, wait, isn't there also like a, a you know, Byron, like <laughs> that, that, he's the harasser. This is where the harassment starts. I'm getting prepared for Ward coming on our uh, San Diego attorney. He's going to be talking about harassment, you know, and hospitality. Uh, so you've got a harassing ghost. <laughs> once ladies. Yes, you do. You've got you've got Byron Byron Mills, who was he owned the property at one time, and he, bad boy he Byron. his room was yeah, by, <laughs> bad boy Byron in in room three ten. But he really fancies the young single. Are you redheaded? You know, if you're redheaded and you're young and single, and you stay in room three ten, you might. You might, uh, you know, you might encounter uh, Byron's spirit. Uh, supposedly, lights are turned on. Yeah, <laughs> just yes. things that go bump in the night by Byron. <laughs> by Byron. <laughs> I was in the morning. I got bumped by Byron. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and yeah, there are even the housekeepers. The housekeepers who there are housekeepers at that hotel that will not clean his room because they really don't want to encounter his spirit or disturb really? his spirit. Yeah, and there are people oh. that have said that that a woman, you know, that has said that she felt somebody like sit down next to her in the bed and mm-hmm. like there was when she like looked turned on the light there was like the impression of somebody who had sat there next to her. So there's all sorts of, you know, weird things, but uh, room 310, you know, if you if you're mm. young, single and redheaded. <laughs> Oh, wow, I like this. This is that we. I yeah. I, well, I'm not, so I don't get to be harassed or bumped by Byron. So you know, and the movie thing, we have to get into that. I know, I know, Steve Snyder wants to hear about that, but I do want to go back before we forget about this because this looks trippy too. Dewan Light Sanctuary. I was looking at your photos, and it's like little rainbow things going on. And what? Yeah. Tell us about this. This is this is neat. So. 
this is um, it's on the grounds of the the college of the United College there up at uh, Montezuma, and designed by Virginia Duan and uh, a couple other folks. Uh, it's a sanctuary. It's free. It's open to the public. And it wow. serves as, as a refuge. Um, it's gorgeous. It capitalizes on the light of New Mexico. And um, it's got this uh, alignment to the sun, the moon, the stars. And you go in there and it's all white. And there's these the light that comes through. And it creates these prism effects and these beautiful rainbow uh, colors. It's just remarkable. And it's and people go in there and some people do yoga in there. People go in there and just sit. You have students that come in and just sit and meditate. You have people, the public that comes in. It's absolutely, it really is one of those breathtaking places. And you just walk inside and you're like, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's all all about light and the fracture of light. It's just, it's it's wonderful. Wow, that's really cool. I know. Who would think of something that, like that? That's just really crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. How big yeah. is it? Unbelievable. It's it's small, very small. Mm-hmm. Um, you like know, how many you, people you can, do you think? Oh, you would, could get, I mean, they have, they've like kind of uh, benches along the walls and things. You probably, you know, could oh. get, I don't know, I'm guessing 30, 40 people in there, you know? Oh. Um, uh-huh. it's, it's but it, But it's one of those places that, we walked in in kind of the middle of the day, and it was just the two of us, and it was just um, really beautiful. I wanted to, like, just sit there for a long time. <laughs> and it sounds it like a nice place to meditate, you know, and just yes, yes, chill out. Yes. Studying light and color, too. For I like artists, that. artists, I yeah. think they would really enjoy mm-hmm. it. That's cool. So, yeah, and that's definitely. This is part of the arts, you know, but and film being a big part mm-hmm. of this. So apparently you said that, you know, movie, filming movies and TV shows started back in the 1900s in, in Las Vegas. Right. I think they were, you know, the Westerns, the Cowboys, uh, uh, they shot a lot of Westerns in the area. And, um, you know, for many, a number of years, it really was the place for, for the Westerns to happen. Um, and then I think uh, later on towards the 60s is when things started to, to come alive again, which was with Dennis Hopper and Easy Rider came through town, right you know, and uh, that's, you know, such an iconic movie. And um, so that, that was a big biggie for Las Vegas and putting it on the, the map there. And then there was a lot of other, you know, films that were, were there, Red Dawn and Convoy and, um, Convoy. you know, Wyatt, Wyatt Arp. And, I know. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like a convoy. <laughs> Sorry, it's one of our, you had Wyatt Earp. Breaker, breaker. Wyatt Earp. That is super cool. You gotta love that. But it's still going yep. now. Like they're still filming there now. Yeah, it's a very strong film scene. They've ad- they've even you know created the film commission there because they, you know it's just becoming big and they want to you know uh, continue to to get Hollywood to to consider it. And um, the biggest movie I think is you know uh, No Country for Old Men, which you know really was the the uh, one of the biggest ones, and they set up shop there also Longmire which is a favorite western Mm. series a tv series and um, what's interesting is you know they have these movie locations you can go around and find them and um, there are a lot of people who really you know film tourism has has gotten quite popular Uh, people want to see the places that their favorite tv or movies uh, are shot or filmed on location and so you know they have this wonderful uh, uh, building on the plaza and it is 
people love to take pictures of it. It's it's got the it serves as the office of the sheriff for for Longmire, which actually is in a county, a fictitious county in Wyoming, but they're using Las Vegas as a stand-in. And so the written on the door is you know the the county sheriff's uh, uh, the title there, and so people come up and take you know photos of that all the time. But it really is it, there's a lot of potential I think in that town because it has so many. Um, variety of settings it can you know you've got the mountains you've got a castle in there you've got all these different architectural styles um you can it can serve as as locations for 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 anything from you know manhattan to mexico kind of thing so i think it is it, in that respect it really is attracting a lot of attention and people now are saying hey let's 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 stop in las vegas you know we're in northern new mexico let's make a stop there and and i think they find it very worthy and and uh, a very unique and colorful uh, uh stop for them it sounds like selfie paradise I know, like, hey, you know, yeah. go, go take selfies and, look. Well, yeah, you know, I, I want to go because in the sheriff's office, do, do they have, because you're in northern New Mexico, and I know that when Pat was there, she was there in October at Pecos, and it was, she got like a little bit of snow, and apparently the park is so well known for these sunsets and sunrises with the mission, and then mm. when you have snow, like, dude, like photographer's paradise, right? Um, Absolutely. So, do they get a lot of snow? Because I always look at this with New Mexico up in the north. You know, I know like down in the southwest here, like, you know, we've got the Gila Wilderness area and they get some crazy snow um, that can actually, the snow melt can take roads out. It's it's the way it is. But um, it's funny. I just got a press release from Pecos National Historic Park as we're talking right now. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> it's serendipity. It's, it's Byron, dude. Yeah, it's Byron. <laughs> but we're not red <laughs> But, um. But uh, what's the weather like, you know, what, you know, cause it sounds like a year, you know, a year round destination, especially when you're talking historic buildings. Yeah, it's it's definitely a year-round res, uh, destination. You know, I mean, we're having a particularly mild uh, winter. I'm looking out in Santa Fe, and it's close to 50 degrees currently, and we've had such very little snow. Skiers are very very unhappy, but it's uh, you know, northern New Mexico. You know, it varies with with its climate. Uh, you know, we can have you know snow one day and gorgeous you know sunny temps and warm the next day and, and it you know particularly in the winter it can be that way especially also in the spring uh it can be very windy and and you know get all sorts of weather they say if you don't like you know wait a second because it'll change and uh so i think it's one of those destinations you can come and visit uh all year round and uh the pecos is just to me it's just one of those exquisite exquisite places i don't think a lot of people know about it i really don't mm. um i've asked people outside of the state of new mexico and even some people in new mexico who have just never been and and don't really mm -hmm. even know of its existence and it's it's absolutely such a treasure it's it's beautiful and i i really encourage uh people if they're in this region to to uh to go there i think they'll find that it is such a rewarding destination Mm. Maybe maybe because um, Las Vegas, Nevada, is so prominent, um, it it might be a challenge for people to yeah. realize, you know, that there's a, another Las Vegas. Yeah, and, and what's funny is the people in Las Vegas say that they get people who come in town and they're like, "Where are the casinos? Where's you know we've come to see the no. casinos because they think they're they, they think they're in Las Vegas, Nevada." 
and they'll see the signs on the highway. You know, they'll see the signs on the highway saying, you know, 20 miles to Las Vegas, you know, and they, you know, it's it just, it's humorous. They have no idea that they're not in the state of Nevada. <laughs> I know, well, Nevada, New Mexico, you're not that far away, but it is well, kind of, you know. And it is southwestern. You know, but it's got I the movie see, history yes. and it's got the real southwest, you know, vibe going right. on. And it's it's, right. it's all connected in some way, but I, I love the fact, well, I don't love that there was a civil war, so I need to say that correctly, but I love that, um, that there's that history there so people know because it, it, people seem to think that the civil war really just happened you know back east up north you know right not here right. and 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 the southwest played some crucial roles in the civil war i mean even california there's there's uh sites uh historic sites uh representing you know skirmishes and um shootings i mean even up in the sequoia region they back in the day like in Tulare County, the northern part um, was like the north, and the south was the south, and the rebels and yeah. the Yankees basically duked it out and shot each other in the streets. There were shootouts. It's just like <laughs> the Republicans and Democrats. Yes, it's kind of like what's going on now. But anyway, <laughs> let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. Um, I love the idea that you went with this, uh, you know, wonderful tour guide and uh, everyone. Southwestdetours.com is the website because it's so true with the, like park ranger tours and things like that. When you can have someone give you those stories, you know, so you really understand what you're looking at, where you're walking through. Yeah. Um, and if you feel something go bump, then you know it's Byron because they told you about Byron. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you need to know. And then um, also for the uh, Visitor Bureau website, it's visit.lasvegas.com. NM.com, the NM for New Mexico. So visit .lasvegasnm.com. So I encourage people to go there. So it's good to go to tourism websites before you get there, so you don't yes. miss out on the stuff you want to see. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So where is your next destination, Miss Miss Well, Monkey? I just, I just got back from, I just got back yesterday from St. Augustine, Florida, which is ah. another treasure trove of history which i will uh i can't can't wait to talk to you about that uh next month yeah. and it's it's it was just uh one of those charming historical wonderful places with uh ponce de leon's uh, footprint everywhere kind of thing but it once again the historical aspect the architectural styles you know just one thing after another so i was really and the ecological uh aspects of it as well um so it was it was a, a really cool. fascinating adventure so that was wonderful i am heading to Oxford, Mississippi, for oh, a oh literary, my gosh. Yes, yes, literary, literary and cultural uh, aspect tour. Uh, I will be heading there uh, not this uh, coming week, but the following week. Uh, I have wanted to go there for years. There's such a literary hub there of all these uh-huh. writers, and they still have these major conferences every year. Uh, we actually yep. interviewed, uh, did a show on uh, with some of the. Um, you know, like professors of, of literature, and, and this was years ago. And it was, um, remember Julie Shirky was on the show? Mm-hmm. She's a, a publicist, a book publicist, and um, and I wanted I want to remember the gentleman's name, but he's an author, and he wrote about um, the island in Louisiana, near Avery Island where you were, um, that was where all the, the lepers, it was like a leprosy colony, a leper colony, mm. um, where people were basically banished there and where everybody thought they were um you could catch you could catch leprosy anyway so he wrote about Mm. these people 
And so, um, but anyway, he came on the show and they were talking about Oxford. And I keep looking at Oxford because it's, it, there's architecture there, like it's amazing. You're going to be near um, Vicksburg, the battle site there too, the national park. Right, right. Park. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm very excited. They're, they have a kind of a Chautauqua-like uh, festival there, and so I will be there for that, which should be really quite interesting. So, yeah, I'm very, very excited about that. Awesome. And everyone, uh, Debbie will be back on our show on December, I mean, excuse me, February 4th. <laughs> I don't yes. know. Are we in yes. 2018 now? We are, yeah. right? right. Um, <laughs> you don't remember because you don't have to handwrite the it's, date anymore. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. It's like it's one of those things you start writing, you know, write out a check and say, sorry, it's, it's you know. <laughs> Who writes a check? I know. I know. When do you write a check? That's why you don't remember the date. I know. The year. No, I can't handwrite anyway, but... Um, but uh, she will be back on the show February 4th to tell us all about St. Augustine, so we're looking forward to that. Um, it's just such fascinating history out of Florida. It's amazing stuff, so always good stories. Um, and, of course, as I was saying earlier, uh, Debbie's article all about uh, this beautiful region, you know, Pecos National Historic Park and also Las Vegas will be in the February-March issue of Parks and Travel Magazine and also on nationalparktraveling.com. Debbie, are you ready for your song? I am indeed. <laughs> okay. This is um, dedicated to Billy the Kid and, and <laughs> all the games and Easy Rider and anybody who had a gun and was hiding out, you know, <laughs> doing things out in that area. <laughs> I know. And it's also, it's also uh, you know, dedicated to um, the one place you were talking about, the evil room. Uh, oh, so the evil, is, the evil, yes. The, oh, the evil, yes, excuse me, the evil. Um, so I just figured I had all these other songs, and now I was reading your article. I'm like, no, dude, we're going down. We're going to get <laughs> – this is song is called – it's a little Western thing, and it's called Little Liar, and it's from our friends, the Joiners, and uh, they're based out in Birmingham. And everyone, Birmingham, uh, the National Historic Trail and that uh, park that you went to um, in Birmingham, its yes. uh, anniversary is tomorrow. Go check that out. That's right. Being, uh, that is right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, that, they're out there in Birmingham, but this is off of their very first album, Olives and Oil, and you can get it on bandcamp.com. So, here it is, Little Liar. Thanks so much for joining us, Debbie. Thanks, Debbie. Oh, thanks for having me, Gail. Talk to you next time. Bye. Yeah, See you soon. Cool. Travel safe. Baby, now somebody else is breaking my bed. There's no more bullets beneath my sheets, guns behind my head. Baby, now I'm finding out that I like life on the run. From 666 crucifix, my nightmares and your gun. I will run.
you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in nursing into your busy day. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Balance online coursework and in-person, local clinical, practicum, or immersion hours as you work towards graduation while leaving room for what matters. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.